With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Okay, so today um, is uh, July um, 11th. Yes, Tuesday, July 11th. It is just after 1 p.m. It is me and uh, Onique. We are doing uh, a program that for me is um, sort of a beta test, not exactly, because um, I have done it before, but uh, this is going to be the first time I kill it, <laughs> called Communication for Professionals. Um, at some point, I was going to say that I'll probably change the name to something else, but right now it's designed for people who are dealing with other professionals, whether it's their boss, customers, whatever. And, um, but it's an um, outstanding communication program. I'll just say at the beginning that um, what made me create it in the first place uh, was first um, the gentleman, I was telling him about my coaching program, and he said, that sounds like communication for consultants. And so I said, oh, really? I never thought of it that. And so I transformed it and added some more communication distinctions in it and said, well, there's more to professionals than consultants, so I call it communication for professionals. But it's an outgrowth of my uh, program called uh, Train the Coach. And um, uh, so, so that's what's going to happen. So it's eight sessions because there's eight disciplines. And I use the term discipline because it's like, like in martial arts, no matter how great you are, there's always room to get greater. Same thing with this. I'm, tr- I'm looking at it from a, from a standpoint of going for mastery, knowing mastery is not really possible. <clears throat> Excellence, top of the line, world's greatest. Not the same thing as mastery because there's always something else that could be learned that we may not know yet. But, but if you operate inside of there's more to learn, I can always get better, then that's the mindset that I'm encouraging people to take on with this program. So, um, so I'm going to say um, a couple of things real quick, and then I'm going to, you know, ask you what you're hearing, what I said, and then I'm going to keep it moving. Um, the intention of this program, I have five intentions of this program. Um, the, intention, the, the intentions are to communicate in ways that naturally enhance relationships. Um, this is so that, you know, people are left with, that they were actually in communication that uh, the person that they're with, uh, they even know better, that person knows them better, or some enhancement to the relationship itself. So this is uh, one of the things that you get out of this program. The second thing is uh, to gain X-ray listening. X-ray listening. This is the ability to almost read another person's mind by being able to identify and practice the most important things to listen for in the conversations you are in through a series of communication effectiveness measures. Um, that'll start coming up in session number four, um, but it'll go throughout after that. Uh, the third um, uh, intention of the program is to communicate in ways, not that it can be understood, but to communicate in ways that, that cannot possibly be misunderstood. And I'll go more into that 
uh, for me, that's like the greatest thing about this program is to communicate in ways that's impossible to misunderstand. Number four is to communicate in ways that naturally enhance uh, leaders, naturally enhances uh, leadership, develops leadership and business. And then number five is to end the game of telephone in communication. So you know what the game of telephone is, right? No. Oh, you know it. You just don't know by the name. So let's say there's a circle. No, it wasn't. I, you call me, I call you back, and you, you, you instead of saying what you needed to say to the person until you get it, I can hand and, and can finish the cycle. They have to call you to get more information. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's let's say you got ten people in a line or twenty people in a line, and you whisper something in one person's ear, and then they say they, oh. they say they say what they say to the second person by the fourth or fifth person, whatever the first person said oh. that, that disappeared. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. Yeah, you're familiar with that. Um, didn't they do something like that in um, personal dynamics? Didn't they have a game something similar to the telephone? Something like that. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah. They said something and you had to pass it down. By the time it got to the end, it was totally different. Right, right, right. That's the game. That's called the game of telephone, <laughs> which is one of the reasons why I'm, sus- I'm suspicious of all religious texts, but that's a whole other story. I ain't going there now. So that's the purposes of this program. Well, the intentions for, for you gain that. Um, you know, to give you an example of that last piece, the game of telephone, I remember when I was on Team One, Nicky Huber had shared with me how proud he was of his ability to communicate, but also other people's ability to recreate. And so he had shared with me um, that one time he had shared something with somebody, and they went around, and the sixth person that got it, six degrees away, they came and shared with him exactly what he said. He's like, wow, that was powerful. Because <laughs> how rare is that? You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, so the um, normally I would not say what the eight disciplines are, but I want to tell you what they are in order, and then I'll tell you why I put them in that order. Um, so the eight disciplines in order is uh, learning, as in learning how to learn. Two is accountability. Three is listening. Four is distinctions. All of that is about how to listen, what to listen for, how to master the art of listening. Um, number five, session number five is effective interactions. Number six is educating. Educating is about not I'm going to teach you how to educate people, but I'm going to teach you how to recognize when you have to educate somebody. There's too many things going on around how to educate people, so I ain't going there. But you need to know when. Because if you're talking to somebody that ain't getting it, you might need to slow down and teach them it so they can catch up to you so you continue the conversation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven is um, persuasion because, you know, you want to have people influenced and have them, you know, go and doing things and participating in ways that, that work for you and for them, but, you know, for you in particular if you're having these conversations. And then number eight is clarity, how to gain clarity. Um, and really – all of this is so that you could master the art of clarity, but all of these things are um, things you've got to handle in order to be able to establish clarity, like ultimate clarity in your conversations. And, and until you can do all of those things, there's a possibility that something's going to get in the way of your ability to communicate in ways that's impossible to misunderstand. Does that make sense? Theoretically? Okay. Yeah, theoretically. Mm-hmm. So we can get it. So <clears throat> with all of that, um, you know, I said a lot. I want to check in to see, you know, how you feel about what you got. 
And, and, and also, what do you, would you like to get out of this program, you know? Well, I definitely would like to get out of in, enhancing these eight points here. Yes, yes. I think as a, as a leader, as a communicator, um, being able to take this to another level would, would, would work for me in all directions, yes. in all areas of my life, you know, professional mm-hmm. life, personal life, et cetera. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to warn you that, uh, so thank you, I got that. I want to warn you that sessions four and eight are kind of on the long side. I either may have to go over the hour and a half to 90 minutes we normally do, or I might have to split it in two if you're busy or something. You know what I mean? Sessions um, four and eight, the distinctions and the clarity uh, ones are, there's a lot. Boy, there's (laughs) a lot in there. So I'm warning you ahead of time. Um, uh, I'm grateful because I know that you're going to hear something from time to time that's going to be uh, possibly in conflict or, or contradiction to some of the other things you've learned, particularly from, you know, Scientology. So I'd love to hear, you know, you put that in whenever uh, possible, necessary, whatever pops up for you. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh-huh. oh, yeah, we say it differently over here, for example, or, uh, I don't know if that was <laughs> whatever. I'm, I'm okay with the conflict because my commitment is to master, um, you know, the delivery and the content of this program. Um, you know, plus you'll be giving me some insights about that other program. And um, and then, you know, um, I guess, well, you already said what you want to get out of it, so I got that. Okay. Uh, anything else before I get started? Number one, what was the first thing that you said that the 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 goal number one is a communication one? Um, you mean uh, the intentions, the five intentions of the program? Yeah. To yeah. communicate in to communicate in ways that naturally enhance relationships. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, you know, you'll be talking in ways that it'd be very difficult for you to to damage a relationship after using this program to learn how to, you know, to, to ma- use the distinctions of the program, it'd be hard for you to mess up relationships after this one, really. It really will. <laughs> well, okay, that'd be great. Yeah, you know, you got to work hard, or they got to be so easily triggerable that they don't want to they don't want to cooperate. So you'll see. In fact, you'll get it after this first session, really. So, okay. all right, ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, you got something else? Because I just want to make sure you're clear before we start talking. I don't want anything in the way. No, I'm good. I'm ready. I'm okay, ready. Good, good, good. Okay, good. So, um, the first discipline, today's discipline, is learning. And the context of this session is the only educated person is the person who knows how to learn and adapt. So there's a guy named Carl Rogers. He was a psychiatrist, psychologist. He was born, I think he passed away in 1984 or something. Um, but he had came up with this quote, and it was amazing. Matter of fact, the other thing about this, this program um, is I think what inspired me to really go with this program was, I don't know if it was Douglas MacArthur or Eisenhower or some general in World War II. And he got a, a message from somebody, and, and, you know, whoever the lieutenant or the captain or whatever gave him a message from some other department and he read it and he got pissed. He threw it down on the table and he said, don't give me communication I can understand. 
Give me communication I can't possibly misunderstand. <laughs> That's what he said, right? I was like, oh, I've never heard that before. And ever since then, I've been committed to that. So, um, but, but Carl Rogers says the only educated person is the person who knows how to learn and adapt. So, when he, um, um, Carl Rogers said that? Yes, Carl Rogers. So, this program is designed to teach you how to be a great communicator. To be a great communicator, you need to understand how to learn. Because if you don't know how to learn, you won't be able to communicate clearly regardless of environment, culture, or jargon. In addition, you won't be able to teach others how to learn and most likely won't know for sure if they really got what you communicated. This first session is all about educating you in how to recognize and develop your ability to learn and adapt to changing conditions when it comes to communicating effectively. As important and critical as it is to be skillful and aware of how to apply this material to your life, mm-hmm. until you can communicate it to someone else, you're not yet a great communicator. So in other words, when you can learn how somebody else is communicating and start to see how they don't understand where you're coming from so that you can help them understand where you're coming from so then you can begin to communicate in ways that's impossible to misunderstand because you're hearing what they're getting and not getting. And if you can't help them to hear what, you're, what they're getting and not getting, then you're not going to be as good a communicator as possible because they're only going to hear what they want to hear. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so you need to be able to hear how they communicate, what the words mean that's coming out of their mouth, and um, be able to make adjustments. So when I say that uh, you need to learn how to communicate in ways that's impossible to misunderstand, I mean you want to learn how to communicate in ways that's impossible to misunderstand in this communication, in this conversation only. The next conversation, you've got to start all over again. Oh, okay. Because you don't know what they learned between now, now and the next time you talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so it's it like applies to each, to, it applies to each communication session at that moment. Right. Each individual conversation, you need to be able to end that conversation in ways that's impossible to misunderstand. So by the time you end the conversation, everybody understands everything completely in ways that you just, they got it. There's no miscommunication. There's no misunderstandings this time. All right. Good. So, right. So, uh, this, this session is also designed to give you a more profound relationship to reality as it pertains to learning, communicating, and interacting with others, as well as how it pertains to yourself. There's a thing, there's a, excuse me, there's a saying, there's a reason why the ski instructor need to be out in front. You, as the ski instructor to the people you're communicating with, <laughs> need to know how to help them learn, need to learn how, know how to help them unlearn and to communicate with the people in their life. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. One last thing. If you don't know how to learn, you'll never be able to unlearn, which will doom you to being a dogmatic victim of circumstances. Never mind being an effective communicator. 
by knowing how to unlearn, you'll be able to constantly improve your relationship to reality as well as your communication effectiveness by either improving your knowledge base and skill sets or by eliminating blocks to your relationship to them. And we're going to talk about some distinctions in learning. Because later on when I talk about teaching, like educating, you're going to probably be using these learning tools, you know, to help them learn so you can be on the same page. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay. How's it going? How's it going so far? Good. Yeah, we're good. So here's the first distinction in this session. It's called learning for knowing versus knowing for usage. Learning for knowing versus learning for usage. Learning for the purposes of knowing or memorization is, in effect, gathering knowledge for resource collection and relating to information as if it were some sort of asset to be used when necessary. Does that make sense or do you need me to say it again? It makes sense. Okay, great. Learning for the purposes of knowing how to apply what you learn helps us transform information from a source of comfort or a useful insight into a powerful force in our lives because it both empowers and enables us to achieve goals and produce results when we don't know how to because we know how to Mm -hmm. find out how to apply what we know in other unrelated areas or identify someone who knows how to do what we know how to do or what we need to get done. It's like, you know, you might be driving in a new city, but you know how to drive, so it don't matter what city you're in. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. circumstances don't mean, don't mean nothing when it comes to driving because you know how to drive under all circumstances, even if you've never been in those circumstances. So the thing is, how do you communicate the same way? How do you use information from different genres to help you to communicate, to help you to uh, you know, achieve results like that? Um, information is most effective when it's used to achieve something useful, whereas gathering information is only good for looking good or feeling temporarily secure. It's like taking a test. It's like studying to take a test, and as soon as the test is over, you pass, you forget everything you, you, you did, but you pass the test. You just can't apply it. Right. 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 So in the context, I'm going to say more about that in a minute, but in the context of learning with the intention of using it, you're learning of how the people you're communicating with are communicating and how they're listening so that you can apply that. But even more so, down the road, you'll run across somebody else with that same problem. You might not have heard it, but you know some of the, the, the typical ways of dealing with people to help them understand what you're saying or to help you understand what they're saying. And so every time you learn something about communication, you apply it to your communication treasure chest, but also to apply it on your Batman utility belt because you're going to be utilizing it <laughs> um, on a regular basis. Make sense? Yeah. Okay, great. Learning from the context of gathering information is extremely limiting because it gives a person a false sense of security and certainty, kills curiosity, makes people lack interest in learning anything new because they think they know enough already, 
hides the fact that their information or what they've learned may have become obsolete before they find out and makes them defensive in the face of new information. In addition, it produces purpose tremor, which is an interesting distinction. You ever heard that one before, purpose tremor? No, what is that? It's a form of nervousness that occurs when feeling stress or putting too much pressure on oneself and makes being relaxed practically impossible in those moments. So I'll give you a couple of examples of purpose tremor. So if you ever saw somebody trying to thread a needle mm-hmm. and the hand got shakier as they got closer to the, to the hole in the needle, that's called purpose tremor. In fact, that was the incident that made the, the person who came up with that, with that distinction come up with that distinction, purpose tremor. The more your purpose is intentional to do something that you find uncomfortable with, the more it makes you nervous and the harder it is to apply it. In sports, okay. in sports they call it choking. So you're a basketball, yeah, you're a basketball player and you miss easy shots toward the end of the game because you got so nervous you couldn't do the simple stuff. Okay. You've heard that term before? No. But you've seen what I'm saying before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in the man's world, sports world, it's called choking. Yo, man, he choked. He should have been able to do that easy. Okay. When, when you're nervous, too nervous to do something, it feels like, let's say you're a public speaker, it can feel like somebody's choking your throat. Yeah. That's kind of the term. That's where, that's, that's, I'm pretty sure that's part of where the term came from. Anyhow. Being resourceful, on the other hand, removes you from being at the mercy of a lack of resources, knowledge, experience, or information. This puts you in the driver's seat of life and circumstances, forces people to think of ways to use what they've already learned, and makes them verify their information on a constant, never-ending basis. So somebody puts you in the kitchen or in a restaurant. You don't have a, you personally don't ever have to have ever been in there before. You will come out there, you will go in there and hang in there long enough, find the equipment and create something amazing because you understand food so fundamentally well. You understand it fundamentally, not situationally. You know what I mean? Right, right. Right. You understand management the when same you, way. So when you, right, right. So when you understand the fundamentals, no matter what situation you're in, you can handle it. Right. So what has to happen when you're in communication is you have to fundamentally have to understand how to learn how to communicate. So the information that you'll be getting from listening to somebody who's not getting what you're saying, you first need to be able to recognize, oh, he's not getting what, he, she, he or she's not getting what I'm saying. What part are they not getting? What do I need to learn about how they think, how they see, how they operate? I'll give you a specific example. That happened last week. I'm talking with my friend Anita. Anita and I are building a, a relationship business called Creating Committed Relationships. And uh, we were talking about gender differences. But we weren't really talking about gender differences. She was, I was talking about the distinctions and how, to, um, how it gets in the way of people. And she was talking about it from a marketing standpoint. How do we communicate these gender differences? You know, and how do we, we communicate to each of the opposite, gen, you know, each of the two genders such that we can have them be customers, 
But it took us like 15 minutes to get to the point where I recognized we were having a, just a distinction conversation rather than a relationship conversation. We was having a business conversation. And, and quite frankly, you know, I, I could see that I was missing it, even though I brought it up first. I didn't know that's where she was trying to go with it. So I had to, I had to keep listening until I can get where she was coming from so I could communicate and have her communicate in ways that are possible for either of us to, understand, to misunderstand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that does that communicate? Yep. Okay, great. It sure does. Yeah. Because <laughs> that happens in relationships all the damn time. Huh? If well, you don't, one of the things I find like some. Yeah. Like one of the things that I find that I run into sometimes, I might be communicating to four people, right? Yeah. And four of them got it. They got it. They're ready to go. Right. And then this one just keeps going around and around and in circle. And I say, okay, I'm gonna say this slowly. And he's still like, oh, you know what I mean? Still didn't get it. Come up with his, he hearing something totally different. But yeah. the other four got it ready to go. They're ready to go start, right? right? But there's one person here. And what I would do is like, I used to, you know, sometimes I go like, okay, you know what? You're not listening. And I'll just stop and tell the four, go ahead, go yeah. start because they got it. And then yeah. try to figure out with this next one here for a minute. And if yeah. you still don't get it, I'm done. I'm done. I'm like, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Got I don't have no more time, but I would definitely love to be able to give him more than five minutes because then, you know, that's my, like, okay, you know, I don't know what you're, because I'm still trying to figure out his style, like how he would get it, but I go in majority. Four got it? Good. You guys go start. Right. Uh, but this one, I have to deal with all the time, and he just do this thing all the time where he don't get it. He don't get it. Right. And I'm like, either you completely stupid or you just don't need to be around me with this group you know that kind of way because it's yeah. four people got it why you can't get it you see what i'm saying yeah. so then i have to try another way to communicate so he can get it but then yeah. when i find then the next time around i said okay let me try to communicate so he can get it then i lost the four and they're like huh yeah. and i'm like Oh, no. You know what I mean? So I, I have to go back to my way of communicating and deal with my four who get it instantly and they're ready to yeah. go. Right. So, but, yeah. here's what ha- here, so here's what I would do in that situation. I'd be like, okay, what part did you not get? Did that part. Did that. And they start saying. You didn't get saying, the whole okay. thing. Okay. So repeat to me what you got. Blah, 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 blah. All right, fine. So, so I would, then I would break down what he was saying one at a time or not saying one at a time. One piece at a time. We get this piece. We get this piece. Okay, great, great, great. Because what happens is you actually have to learn how he speaks. We're going to talk about right. that in a minute. But then the problem is, no, the four that got it, I can't have this dialogue with him because, no, they're getting frustrated because they yeah. got it. They're ready to go. So then, so then you know, go send them off because you're a manager. Go send them off to do what they got to handle. Yeah. And you work with him. So yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I'm in that situation and it's going that long, I'll give him another job to do, different job to do. Yeah, that's what I just like, okay, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, because um, you, you'll catch up with him another time. You'll have to catch up with him another yeah. time. You know what I mean? Now, here's, here's one of the... <laughs> here's the reason why I was so, so patient with you when we were married. You ready? Stephen uh-huh. Covey. Stephen Covey. Uh-huh. The, seven habits, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yeah. He said 
there's a good side and a bad side of dealing with people. The good side is, the bad side is, there's no telling how quickly you'll be able to get through to them. The great side is, once you do, you'll never have to do it again. So that's why I kept staying in those conversations for those four hours, remember? Because I was thinking, mm-hmm. I don't mind waiting four hours, five hours, if this would be the last time we ever have to do this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. If I didn't know Stephen Covey and I didn't remember that, I wouldn't be able to do it. And so I'm saying you should try that with him or whoever that you're dealing with in this situation. However long it takes to get, to get through to them, it might take a month. So, you, you know, you put it off, you go back to them later until they get it. But once you did get it, you never have to deal with it again. Yeah, but that situation me is not one situation all the time. It's constantly different things, different scenarios. And yeah. I don't have long period of time of explaining things and breaking it down, the yeah. compartment, how you got it. That's not what yeah. I said, but this is what right. they heard. Like, oh, I got more, least, I got okay, more tools. You know I got more, way more tools yeah. than that. We just getting started. Promise. Yeah. 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 And he, I just don't think he's fit to be in fit in conversation, like, you know? Yep. You might be right. He's just not, yeah. Great. I got, listen. Being conversation, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I got tools. Okay, yeah. I got, I got tools, especially in uh, um, distinctions. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to be like, oh, that's the answer. All right, great. So being resourceful removes you from being at the mercy of a lack of resources, knowledge, experience, and information. Puts you in the driver's seat of life and circumstances, forces people to think of ways to use what they've learned, and makes them verify their information on a constant, never-ending basis. Being resourceful is one of the most powerful and certain ways to ensure the success or even more uh, to avoid failure. Uh, How to use what you learn in communication. Check in constantly. Um, Ongoingly create effective quotes. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Speak in bursts of no more than one minute unless you're doing a personal share or leading an exercise. Speech of of no more than one minute unless you're doing a personal share or you're leading an exercise. What do you mean by that? So talk for about a minute, like 60 seconds or less, and then let the other person speak, ask them questions like that. Unless you're leading an exercise, and exercise requires more than that. Okay. Because that keeps it simple. Um, speak at a four-year-old's level, unless you're in a jargon-based place, you know, you're in a corporate conversation or political. Other than that, speak at, at the most common, lowest common denominator you can. Now, here's something that, that you're telling me that, that you're going to need to do, which is notice what consistently works in communication and what doesn't. You need to start looking at that for yourself. Got for, it? For myself? Yeah, when you're For myself, with, like what works? Yeah, what works when you communicate with other people and what doesn't? What works across board across the board? Okay. Um, okay. I know what works. Okay. What works when I take my I take my time, yeah. I look at them in the eye yeah. and I communicate, like totally eye contact, totally got their attention. Yeah. What doesn't work is when I'm speaking fast, I'm not looking at them and I'm just like talking fast, like, I need to go over there, blah, 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 and I'm, you know, and I'm on yeah. to the next thing. They're like, whoa, what? Right, yeah. You Good. know? You got lots more, but just 
stay there for now. I mean, you know, look at look at the things that you've seen. But now, after today, I want you to start looking at the stuff that you didn't even notice was working and add that to it. Know what I mean? Uh-huh. And also notice the things that hasn't been working and put that on your list of things to not do. But you got to catch yourself in the middle of it. You know what I mean? Make sense? Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. And then uh, uh, well, the last thing is why I already just said was attract the information. Then only do what works. <laughs> okay. Was he laughing too? That was laughing. <laughs> All right. Here's the learning process. You ready? How do you know if you've actually learned something? Question number one. Question number two. How do you know if the people you interact with have actually learned something? You want to constantly be having those conversations in your head when you're communicating with people. Learning is only effective, excuse me, is only as effective as the person's ability to learn. Many times, and for most people, their entire lives, we have no idea whether we've actually learned something or not. As was stated earlier, learning to remember something isn't the most powerful way to learn. Said another way, it's a weak context for learning. Learning is a process of finding out, discovering, or having epiphanies around things we had no prior awareness of, or at best, a limited knowledge around things we know we don't know about. The interesting thing is most of us have no idea whether we know something or not and to what degree we know what we know. However, however interesting that may be, it's also a huge problem because not knowing the impact of learning is akin to saying, I'm going to do what I feel like doing and I'll find out if it was worth it later. (laughs) Ouch. Uh, Do I need to say that again or you got it? Tony, you on mute or something? Yeah, I said yeah. I said I got it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> My phone goes on mute sometimes. Yeah, I forgot about that quote. I want to do what I feel like doing, and I'll find out if it was worth it later. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. trial trial and error. Yeah, figure it yeah. out as you go along. Yeah, well, see, that's that's one thing, but not even. Making it a t- if you can't learn and you can see that it's not going to be possible before you try it, that's one thing. But not even trying, screw it, I'm just going to do it. That's a different story. Anyhow, yes. what follows? What follows is the three-step process I call the learning process, which is curiosity, examination, comprehension. Curiosity. Mm-hmm. Humans are born with curiosity as a part of our what I refer to as our factory-installed software. We have an operating system. Curiosity is a part of the operating system, right? iPhones have the uh, iOS, right, all of that, right? Android operating systems, right? Humans have their human operating system. Curiosity is a part of it. It's inborn, and unless we kill it, it'll do what it does, make us nosy, inquisitive, and ready to learn. You already know how to be curious. You already know how to be curious. What there is to do is to put your uh, put your pattern recognition tendencies aside long enough for your natural tendency to be curious to show up. 
Rather than think, I know, think, what's that? So we naturally have um, a pattern recognition software as well. It's our protection system. It's our safety and security mechanism. And that's good and everything. And people, once, once somebody says, oh, that's kind of like, that's kind of like what I thought about. That's kind of like that thing I knew about. You know, I think that's why they do the communication access to power the way they do. I don't know if you noticed this, but on Saturday, we tell you everything that communication is not. And then on Sunday, they give you the whole, yeah, they they give you the whole old model on Saturday. But that's really what communication is not. Not real communication. And then on Sunday, they give you the new model. So you walk out on Saturday and be like, well, what the hell is really communication? I don't know. You ever noticed that? I did. <laughs> it's like, so the, the delivery structure for that, the, of, of that program is um, take away, give back. Saturday, take away communication. You can come back clean and clear. And then when you start talking about communication, you're not mixing it up with what you think communication is already. Make sense? It makes sense. I, I, I don't quite remember. Okay, that's fine. I do. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. 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 Trust me. It's the old model. When they talk about the old model, they're like, that is not communication, not real good, not quality communication. They ain't, that's the old model. And so people will walk away with, you know, withholding, manipulation, all of that stuff mm-hmm. in order to, and they'd be like, well, well, what the hell should I be doing then? <laughs> <laughs> Right? I'm not supposed to do none of that. What am I supposed to do? Come back tomorrow, we'll tell you. <laughs> okay. That's how that goes. So where normally what happens is we have pattern recognition tendencies. Oh, that looks like it could be dangerous. And it's designed to have us protect ourselves in the face of uncertainty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to communication, you got to kill off your pattern recognition tendencies in a way that's going to stop you from learning. It's okay to to maintain your pattern recognition tendencies, but it can't make you stop thinking because, oh, that reminds me of blah, blah, blah. In fact, when you get curious, a good thing to do is to even be more curious, to go in further. Go in until there's nothing else to get. Make sense? Well, what do you mean? Like you're curious about something, you just keep. You're curious about something, you just. You just keep digging in. Well, well, if it's this, I never thought about that. Well, what else is there? Okay, you just keep asking more questions. Yeah, until there's no more. Until, until there's nothing else to ask, or there's no more answers coming. But you don't stop yourself. You either let the person that you're curious about stop, or the process stop, or the information coming stop. You don't get settled. You don't settle for just one answer. You know, you're in sales, right? Yo, I made my sale for today. No, you, didn't you want to make 20 sales today? Why don't you try for another? Even if you made five, it's more than one. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't settle for basic information. You know what I mean? Does that communicate? Yeah. Yeah. You step up the free, you ask one question, and the person answers, and then that's it. But sometimes yeah. the one question answers the thing that you're looking for, and you don't want you don't need nothing more. Yeah, well, the the point of that is that you you're looking to see is is there anything missing? If there's nothing missing, then you keep it moving. 
but you want to at least look to see if there's anything else that could be coming out of this. Mm. Make sense? Yeah. Don't just just don't assume because now your pattern recognition tendencies are getting in the way of your curiosity, which means it's getting in the way of your learning, which means it's getting in the way of your excellence as a communicator. Well, everything else too, but we, now we just talk about communication, you know. Mm-hmm. So you want to keep out of you want to you want to keep from the I know already until you've done thorough investigation. Mm-hmm. Until, you've, you, until there's like nothing left. You know, you're like, you're digging, you're digging. Okay, now I got to the Earth's core. I don't know what else there is to do, right? <laughs> you know, kind of like <laughs> You know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. I don't, you know, that's interesting that you said it because I, I ask questions, you know. I'm good at asking questions, you know. Mm-hmm. And I ask you about one, two questions. Mm-hmm. And then from your answer, then I automatically accept the rest. And I was like, it didn't make sense I even bother asking. Because I have it in the back of my head. Why ask a question when you know the answer, right? Yeah. So it, I find, like, in listening to this, it breaking up that whole stable datum of don't ask a question when you know the answer. Because if I ask you two questions, you answer yes, then I know the next one's going to be no. I'm not going to bother ask you. But I'm mm. thinking what I'm hearing is I need to hear you say it. Even though I know the answer, I need yes. you to say it. Yes. You shouldn't say because, no, I'm going to make the assessment for you that you're not this or you're this or you're that or you're whatever. But right letting the person say for themselves, you know, or whatever, but actually just hear it. But yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, because I will ask like two questions that and then I will do proper elimination Then I go into logic. Okay, yes. if C and B is this, then the next got to be that. Right. <laughs> so now, check this out. Check this out. This is beautiful. Go ahead. Keep going. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just thinking back at logic. When I should take logic, how I, that's just how my mind assessing. Yeah, I go into that formula thing like if he this this then the other thing could be that, but not yeah. necessarily. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, how about I have this? A logical, mm-hmm. How about this? How about you use curiosity to allow people to get recreated, and then they're honored by the fact that you listen to them fully, even if you know the answers. Let them say it so that you can hear it and acknowledge them for it, and then they can feel valued by you. Because you listen to them. Yep. You, you might actually learn something, but even if you already know the answer, let them say it whenever possible because they get the experience of being recreated and acknowledged. And now you've naturally enhanced the relationship some. Yeah. Right. Now, you yeah. might learn something. You might learn something that you didn't know, but even if you don't, you've given them a chance to be great in your listening. Yep. I let them say, I let them say because I don't give them a chance to say it. And I think it's kind of like, are you going to ask me if I like the meal? You know? Yeah. Like if I say, well, so what do you think about the, the presentation? Oh, it's really great. I really like it. And yeah. How do you think about the chicken, you know? Yeah. And I'll, you know, then I say, okay, well, I guess they like the meal. You know? They mm-hmm. like it. They, you know, mm-hmm. they enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't give them the third. I didn't ask them the third question. Like, did you really enjoy the meal or, well, you know? So they're sitting there waiting for me to ask them that third question. I ask them that, and they get stuck right there. Like, mm. It's like an incomplete conversation. Mm. Well, one of the practices you, you can do, and I'm going to talk about uh, communication practices in a minute, but one of the practices you can take on is, is there anything else you need to say? Anything else you need to say to be complete? Anything else you need to say to be complete? Right? Yeah. I mean, I did that a few times here so far, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> 
you listen to the recording, you'd be like, yeah, he did at least three times up to this point. Um, and I might not have said to be complete, but I checked in to make sure you got whatever I was saying. You know what I mean? I don't want to, I don't want to assume nothing. So anyhow. Uh, so, so this is good. This is good. So the real deal here is to follow your curiosity. Don't, you don't have to make yourself curious. You have to stop hindering your curiosity. You've been a curious since you was a kid. That's part of how we are. But if you're a know-it-all, you'll kill off your curiosity, and it becomes really hard to learn. And it also makes it really hard for you to maintain relationships. Because if you already know the answer, you just invalidated them. But if you already know the answer, it's okay to check in to make sure you got it. Like, let me just let me just double check. So, anything else you want to say? <laughs> you know, like give them a chance to get complete, even if you are. Know it all piss people off, and you're not you're not saying things that leave people being a know it all. But what you describe is how know it all think in those situations that they know it all. Yeah. yeah. I'll say that again. In the situation, when you do the things that you just described, in those situations, you're being a know-it-all, even though you're not acting like one, and they don't have the experience of you being a know-it-all. They just have the experience of not being recreated. But I no, I just have, I, I, I think I just have the experience of being knowledgeable. Yes, but, yeah, you're, you're humble. You're not, like, rude. You're not a pain in the butt about it. But know-it-alls think just like you just said. That's what makes them a know-it-all. Mm-hmm. Understand? Yeah, and I'm like, well, I suffer too going to dragging out this conversation. I know exactly where this conversation is going. Based on these two responses, I know where we're going with this. Yeah. All right, so let's end this here. So, and I ended. So, I'm done. I'm not. Yeah, well, you can check in to say, listen, I, I think we're done here, but let me just check in. You got anything else you want to say? That I can add. That I can add because I'm done. Because I'm done now. I'm done. Yeah. I'm, you know? I, think, I think I got this. I think this is complete. But let me just make sure if you complete. That's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing to do. Yeah. Anything else you need to say? Anything I left out? Anything you don't understand? Anything? Just check in. You know? <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's a lot. But, okay, you know what? I, you know, I am such not a detailed person, but... That is something I can definitely do more of. Yeah. I was I would say you I would say to them like you got it that we, we are, you know we on the yeah. same level here. But I I like what you said like anything else you need to say anything you didn't understand and you know you want to add like right. really touching all the bases of everything to make sure we totally complete. Yeah. Because me it's like okay I'm done here. Anything else you you want to add and then right. you go no okay. But right, I can go right. a little further because sometimes people do have something to say, but if I don't ask it in the correct way, which they feel safe or whatever, right. they don't speak. Right. You know what I mean? Anything, any thought, anything you didn't understand, you know what I mean? Because right. they may not have nothing to say, but they might have something they didn't understand. But right. I can, that's something I can definitely add to my tool belt of yes. making sure I put in with every conversation, every interaction, that right. extra nugget. Yeah. Now, let me give you a context that will help you keep maintain it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Two things. One, you do this to take care of them. Leave them feel like they got taken care of. Uh-huh. And 
a way to say that is, am I leaving this person better than I found them? Yeah. Right? If you come from that, boy, man, there's so much you'll be able to leave people with, so much more powerful your communication with. If you just had that context and we stopped talking forever, you'll be improved yourself as a communicator, just from that alone. Now, here's the other thing. Stephen Covey. It might take you forever to get to the point. It might take you two years to get your point across. But once you get your point across, you never have to deal with it ever again. It's complete. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, it might take me three years to teach somebody how to drive, but then they, they live for another, they drive another 50 years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was worth three years to get them to drive, to be able to drive happily for 50. You just got to be patient enough to stick it through. Mm. Right. And when you lose patience, remember our conversations. Hopefully that'll help you. Not, not as a make wrong, you know what I'm saying? Like as a demonstration, you know what I mean? I don't have that kind of patience. Uh, well, you could start once you understand how you could, but you don't have to do that right yet. <laughs> Maybe after this program you might start, but use that as an example, as a reminder or something. Like, let me give this person another five minutes or two minutes or something, you know? Yeah, that, that amount, but not past 10. Oh, okay. Great. Five Great. minutes. Not past 10. It's like 10 is like, that's it. That's because you're a manager. Do another. You, you, you're yeah. A manager. I get it. I, I get it. Yeah, 10 minutes. Whoa. You know what I mean? I'll go over there right there. I'll be back. Oh, I'm going to get, listen, I'm going to get you up to at least 20 by the end of this program because you're going to have enough tools that you'll be able to do it. Promise, 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 promise. All right. Anyhow. (laughs) That's funny. I got 30 things coming at me. What? Yeah. 10 minutes. So what happens is a lot. So so we'll, we'll talk about this as a management thing offline. Um, because, uh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that as, as a couple of tools to help you be more effective as a manager because um, you have to put leadership in with your management. We'll talk about that, but um, uh, I got some ideas. But anyhow, um, remind me of uh, the one-minute manager. We're going to talk about that, but we're not going to talk about it here. Um, I'll take it off the recording. All right, so, um, yeah, so as a communicator, if you're someone who generally knows what someone else is going to say or why they're saying it, you're, you're causing so much damage, you can't even imagine, manage it. You can't even imagine it. You're stifling personal growth of yourself and others. You're limiting yourself from seeing new trends, opportunities, opportunities and the reduction of barriers. You're pushing people away from you. You're making people not want to communicate with you. You're unable to keep up in this never-increasingly changing world. You can't tell or won't know if and when what you thought you know has become obsolete. This is just some of why you can't be coming from I know it all. You could be coming from I know, but you've got to add curiosity to it to expand what you already know. You've got to have the curiosity or you're killing yourself. That's the whole concept of, in the Bible, that story about the handwriting on the wall. Mm-hmm. This is exactly that. No curiosity like that. So that's, that's curiosity of the three things. So it's curiosity, examination, comprehension. We're about to go do examination now. Okay. After, after satisfying your curiosity, 
you'll be halfway through the examination process because you'll have few questions enough for you to have stuff to examine. So examination is important because it's the only real way to do a complete job of learning. Without examining what your curiosity gave you, like fact-checking, you'll learn, but it won't help you because it'll be weak, inaccurate, irrelevant, obsolete, or some other state of uselessness if you don't inspect it. You won't know it's a lie until somebody tells you, yo, that, that, was, that, was, a, that was a lie, that was fake news or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. How you know you've done a complete job of examination is that for you, there's nothing more to examine. All your questions have been answered and you're now ready to begin implementing what you learned. Then you're ready for the next stage, comprehension. But see, you, wanna, you, want your, you want your curiosity to have no place else to go, not that you stop being curious. Two different things. Make sense? Right. Mm-hmm. Like you keep looking for curiosity, things to be curious about, and you're just like, I got, I got nothing right now. Okay, fine. But it's not like, oh, yeah, I got that, and then you stop. You're like, let your curiosity run out of things to find, not because you're tired of being curious. So then, comprehension. How you know you've comprehended, comprehended something is that you can apply it or even teach it to others. Until then, you're still learning rather than have learned. Right. Hey. Hold on a second. Levi's upstairs. Okay. Okay, so now, um, fundamental versus situational. This is a deeper cut of learning to remember versus learning to use. Mm -hmm. Okay, people interact with life either fundamentally or situationally, depending on one of two things, their level of mastery in a particular area, their level of awareness of who they are as a human being. Let me explain it. The higher a person's level of mastery, knowledge, skill set, or awareness, the more they understand how to deal with things fundamentally, and the higher their confidence and self-esteem is and will be. For example, a person could be either fundamentally confident, fundamentally organized, fundamentally disciplined, or fundamentally uh, committed, or they could be situationally confident, organized, disciplined, or committed. The fundamentally confident, organized, disciplined, or committed person is masterful in doing things, knowing things, and how to manage their way of being, and is therefore reliable in performing or taking actions that achieve their intentions and make them happy. On the other hand, a person who's situationally confident, organized, disciplined, or committed isn't really any of those things at all because they don't understand the creative process, meaning... They don't understand that experimentation leads to eventual success. They cheat themselves out of mastery in the areas they either don't apply themselves to or don't believe in themselves about, forever limiting what's possible for themselves or others in those areas and also limiting what's possible for that area of life. So give me an example of what I mean. A woman may be confident when it comes to driving, but totally unconfident, insecure when it comes to her looks, when it comes to dating. But she's confident at work, but she's not confident in blah, blah, blah. 
she's not fundamentally confident. She's situationally confident. In this situation, she's confident. In this situation, she's not. Which means that the situation is determining her confidence. Not mm-hmm. her. Make sense? Mm-hmm. So you want to understand how to learn things fundamentally. Like driving. You could, it don't matter where you're driving. You could drive and you know where you're going and what you're doing. Yeah. But... Right, but in other areas, you might not be quite as much. So you want to take learning inside of the context of how do I apply this to all areas of my life? Because when you learn how to drive, it it affects and enhances every aspect of your life, with the possible exception of financially. But then again, you know, because you got your bills, right? <laughs> but even mm-hmm. then, you're making enough money because of the car to pay for the daggone car in addition to the rest of the stuff. So car, learning how to drive is an enhancement to every area of your life, even though you only drive when you drive. But the fact that you know how to drive fundamentally is an enhancement to your entire life. So when you're fundamentally confident as a communicator, for example, you'd be amazed at how much more confident, how much more patient you'll be with people. So you'd be like, I know I know how to get to this person, so (laughs) let me see what I need to do to get to this person. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's like with babies, man. You may not know babies, but you're committed to having a baby. And then by the time you have your third baby, you're like, oh, man, you know, a parent's not a piece of cake. I mean, it's not a piece of cake, but, you know, you got You're fundamentally confident as a parent. You know what I mean? Yep. So, okay, cool. Um, so that's the first thing. Uh, number two, knowing who you are as a human being in the, in the fundamental versus situational thing, uh, has a profound impact on a person's overall experience of basically everything they do, whether they have mastery in any particular area or not. When a person doesn't know who they are, they usually either suck the energy and attention out of any space they're in, or they lean on their strong suits to get them through life. And whether they succeed with it or fail with it, the very fact that they lean on it reminds them of their lack of groundedness as a person and therefore has them be fundamentally insecure. In the end, living fundamentally has one be at the source of one's life at cause in the matter of how they, their life will go. Living situationally has one be a ball of reaction at the mercy of situations and ultimately living their life as a victim of it. This is an opportunity for you to be fundamentally confident as a communicator. You actually kind of are already. And, mm. I mean, I, my, my experience of you is like, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd say you feel about an 8 in terms of a confidence as a communicator. Yeah. That's my experience. That sounds about right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and there's some things you'd like to learn, but, you know, for the most part, you know that for most situations you'll be able to learn. And you'll be able, to, be able yep. to do it effectively, right? Yeah. So this program hopefully is to have you be a ten, because we're not going to teach you everything about communication. There's so many different types of communication programs. It's insane. It's insane. Oh my god. But this one is really strong. Okay. So um, the last distinction for today is what I call communication recipes. You can call them mantras mm-hmm. if you want, but they're communication recipes. 
So learning how to communicate requires a person to be constantly on the lookout for, for becoming better at communicating. The reason for this is because, yes, let me say that again. Learning how to communicate requires a person to constantly be on the lookout for becoming better at communicating. The reason for this is because you'll always come across someone who you've never spoke with before who has communication idiosyncrasies that you can't conceive of before meeting and speaking with them. Mm. Make sense? When you say when you say what that word what that word mean? Idiosyncrasies. I mean, they got they got weird communication styles. Ah, oh. oh, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, so they had a, they had to the yeah. first part. The first part. Yes. Say the first part again. Okay, learning how to communicate requires a person to constantly be on the lookout for becoming better at communicating. Mm-hmm. The reason for this is because you'll always come across someone who you've never spoken with before who has communication idiosyncrasies, weird styles of communication that you can't conceive of before meeting and speaking with them. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Um, Leslie Gabriel, he called me Sunday. He called me Sunday night. You know, just thinking about him, you know, he's got communication idiosyncrasies, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a person that you have to learn how to learn in order to communicate with him in ways that's impossible for him to misunderstand. He texts me. He, he, he Facebook messaged me. Here's how he does it. He, he, he The first three words he says, dude, guy, man. I fucking <laughs> left. <laughs> Only Leslie Gabriel could say that. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. <laughs> Yo, dude, guy, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, the reason why he said that is because he knows me to be such a masculine man that mm. he, that's how he was acknowledging me. So I knew it immediately because I had taught him, um, I had put him, first off, I was his coach when I was uh, team two, quarter one. I think he was quarter three, and he gave me a hard time. Between him and, um, and uh, damn, what's her name? That little chick. Um, uh, Jaira? No, 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 Jaira. That was, that was later, before her. Before her. Um, uh, Deborah Pilgrim. Oh, God. What happened to her? I don't her. know. I don't know. But, man, Deborah Pilgrim, she kicked my ass in my first quarter, man. Between her and Leslie Gabriel. I missed a call with him. I never and he, her. I missed a call with him, and he threw me under the bus with the whole team. Oh, my God. And then Denver Pilgrim got mad at me. <laughs> What's wrong with this coach? He disappeared. And man, 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 man. Oh, my God. And then Deborah, she kept throwing me away. She, she wouldn't let me help her uh, be the, uh, the, uh, the course leader for uh, the power to create she was leading. She was the course manager for the you know, fourth quarter. She oh was a God. mess. She just disappeared. Oh, my God. She, she killed me. But I learned from her. She taught me a lot, both of them. Anyhow. Uh, I had I had coached uh, Leslie through um, uh, what women want from men. The Cantella, he loved it. You know, it really made a difference for him. You know, uh, so and you know, having now he understands about the men's weekend and all the stuff that I've done, and you know, like he really got present to who I am. So, him to start that off by saying, "Dude, guy, man," <laughs> I was like, 
only only guy I know that talks like that is Leslie Gabriel, man. You know, and I never heard him say that before, but it was perfectly him. That's an idiosyncrasy. He uses that he uses phrases that nobody's ever thought of before. Probably just pops off the top of his head. He says it, but but you could also say the same thing with hip hop and, and, and rap. They, you know, in the, in the African American community, you know, I don't know about. The, I'm pretty sure it's probably true in the West Indian community, but you know, I know in the hood where I grew up in the Bronx and Harlem. As soon as somebody says something slick, everybody got it the first time. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, yo. OPP, when OPP came out, nobody needed to explain it. He explained it in their song, but even if he did, he didn't need to really explain it. <laughs> Are you down with OPP? Yeah, you yeah. know me. <laughs> you know, so, so this, this thing called Communication Recipes, OPP would be a communication recipe. Everybody would know it. You only have to say it one time, and 90% of the people you speak to will understand it, and that's, that's what we're creating here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in order to deal with this thing where, you know, you deal with communication idiosyncrasies where people will have them, a person committed to being masterful in communication and speaking in ways that are impossible to be misunderstood, a person would need to learn how others communicate and then meet them where they are in ways that are impossible for them to misunderstand. That's why I say you want to be able to communicate in ways that's impossible to misunderstand this time. Don't worry about the next time. Just this time. Make sense? You know, okay, okay, I have an example. This yes. Is, I think it was such a weird conversation. Yeah. I was part of the organizing of a group to come in to do to use the space, right? Okay. Yeah. Things got miscommunicated, and they were bumped out of their space to another space. Yeah. So when they came in, did they all show up on time? So you have people come and disperse, right? Different people come in, and then finally when the head finally comes now, um, to get her in communication, like, okay, you guys, you know, this is the space I want you guys to look at, but your time now is cut shorter because you guys are all late and the dancers are not here. The space okay. is going to be leaving is upstairs, right? So this other girl, she comes up. So she, this person, she comes up. Um, well, she's telling me, oh, I need someone. She goes, I need someone who's going to HC these, these guys and handle them, you know? And, um, I what? what was that, that term? AC, meaning it? to control them. AC, AC, control. Control, like you move them from one space to the next place. Okay, control. okay. Okay. So control the group to start their day rehearsal and then get them to their seminar, right? That's what mm-hmm. she's saying. Mm-hmm. I need to control. She's saying, I, I need someone that's going to be the person in charge of them to get them to their rehearsal and get them to their seminar, right? Okay. So yep. I'm looking at her, and I said, why are you talking to me as if I'm not standing here? You know? Like, why? Because I didn't, you know what I mean? I said, why are you talking to me as if I'm not standing here? Like, you telling me the executive director, right? Who coordinates, who's part of coordination these people. I'm interacting with them. I'm standing right here with them, right? And she's coming to ask me what's happening, and I'm telling her what's happening, and I'm, I'm trying to handle the upset of their space. You understand? Yep. You know, and get them to the rehearsal, then get them to the seminar. And so I said to her, 
why are you talking to me as if I'm not here? You know, like you're talking to another person to get me to do this. Mm. You know that kind of way? Yes, so yeah, she yeah, yeah. And like, so she looked at me like she felt stupid, right? Mm. And then, same time, this other guy who he, he, comes, in, he, he comes in all the time, joked with her and said, Oh, you're not doing nothing, to, said to her. You're not doing nothing today, <laughs> said to her. <laughs> so you're not doing nothing today. And she got so upset. She just stormed off. And I mm. just looked at her and I was like, this is so weird. You know, I hate when people talk to me like they don't know how to come up and say, well, Onik, I really want you to handle this and, you know, and have it under control. You know what I mean? Like yeah. handle this cycle because we're really counting on you to handle the cycle. Instead, you come to me stupid because you, you don't know. You don't know. You can't order me, right? Because I'm an executive, and you, you want to tell me you, want, you, you need to get this done, but you don't know how to communicate to me. So you communicate yeah. to me like a third person. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you need, and I said, why are you talking to me as if I'm not here? Like, mm. I'm here. Talk to me. You know, she wasn't having a conversation with me. She's like telling me, you know what I mean? She's not getting yeah. nothing back from me. Like, that's what you talk about. Like, you know, what is a communication cycle? I'm really getting somebody inconsistent, but I tell you, I'm at the point now, I just don't listen to it anymore. Before I just listen to it, I know she's crazy. You know what I mean? She didn't know what she's saying. She doesn't know how to communicate. And I would just observe it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would yeah. absorb I would absorb the foolishness. You understand what I'm saying? But then yeah. she would, for me, I feel that she would continue to do that and think that's okay. So I said to her, why are you talking to me as if I'm not here? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know if I was wrong, but I said, I'm, not a, I'm no longer going to take people's stupidity anymore and hold it. You understand why well, they do yeah. that stupid stuff. Right. She needs to learn how to communicate. It's bad. You know what I mean? I'm a senior yeah. executive. You don't talk to me like that. If you, yeah. you know what I mean? You talk to me in an appropriate way. Okay. Okay. You, okay. She can say, you seem like you have this under control. Okay. Just keep me heads up what's going on. If you need any help, I'm here. But don't yeah. come to me in this silly way. You know what kind of way? I, was like, I do. So, 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 so what's happening is, She's communicating to you that she doesn't feel safe talking to you or any executive. Yeah, like she didn't say that she didn't feel safe that this was going to be handled. That she was communicating. She had total but, but, fear. But but she had more more fear than just that fear. She also had the fear of of coming off wrong to one of her bosses. Right. Right. So 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 you, unfortunately, oh you know what. So let's let's hold on to that one till next week, because next week's <laughs> session is called accountability. Uh-huh. We'll cover I that in like, full. I was just like, why are you talking about that in here? Like really? Oh my god! Yeah, we're gonna. We, you know, but yeah. But the normal thing would be normally normally out of her new asshole. You understand? But I didn't do that. I just said to her, "Why are you talking to me like I'm not here?" Like, you're not talking yeah. to me. Like, you, yeah. like, I'm not here. You're just having this company with some other person. You, you know what I would have said? I totally got you. I would have said, oh, you, you don't feel too comfortable giving a, a, a make a request of, of your manager, do you? She would have been like, oh. <gasps> Maybe so, but I just got like, look, why are you talking to yeah. me like I'm not here? Yeah, I know. You I didn't go deep. You didn't. You didn't go deep enough. You got curious. No, you was asking a question, but you wasn't really curious. You was just kind of annoyed, and the question popped up in your annoyance. Different from being curious, yes. you know? I got you. Yes, I, I was not but, curious. But, I, I, I was curious as to why she was doing that, but she right. had no reason to do that. When I told right. her several times, I'm handling the cycle, and I will, let her, I will keep her abreast. 
But what I got is her total, like, total, and the thing is, and, I, and I'm going to address her tonight, that she, they, like, trust in the executive's ability to handle stuff is not there. And when they come from no trust and fear, it yeah. comes out very loud. Yeah. It comes out very loud because the communication becomes weird. Now, you know that's culture, but, that, but, that, but that's a cultural issue now. It's not just you. It's a company culture with the management. It's weird. It's like, I'm like, but I noticed you know it. What? I've been noticing it. Uh-huh. You know what, though? We're going to resolve that because this, conference, this, this program here is going to help resolve that completely. Yeah, they go into this fear thing and it's like, ah, ah, we, we need you to get us like, calm down, calm down. This yeah. won't get handled. You go over there, you go find yeah. some other project to go work on. Because they know, like, I, I, I just make it clear. See what project I'm working on, just stay away. Don't even come near my area without checking in with me. You know that kind of way? Yeah. Because yeah. it becomes, it's, it's a little weird. A little weird. I'm not used to that. Yeah, I, I understand. You're in, a, you're in a different culture. You won't take care of that. Yeah. Because you won't, you won't have to train the managers in addition to your people. Yeah, it's like, we got this. Like, back off. Mm. Yeah. Talking to people like that, I'm even standing there. Mm. So, anyway. <laughs> going back to this here. So, as you begin noticing the various communication dysfunctions around you, which you just got finished sharing mm-hmm. what we about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll want to not only master transcending them, you'll also want to allow your lessons to aid you in dealing with the next set of unpredictable communication dysfunctions. So as you get better at resolving them, you'll get better at resolving them. So the reason yeah. for this is because those communication dysfunctions are coming. No need to be surprised yeah. by them. From now on, <laughs> you're like no, oh, I no, I not I notice them. No, I notice them. <laughs> sometimes, like I said, I notice them, and sometimes I just take it. You know what I mean? I just take mm. it like okay, you know. But yes. I feel now it's, it's I'm not willing to take it anymore. I just want to yes. handle it like let right. it end it. Good. Because, so whoa. No, I, I get it. So in addition, noticing different ways that people get in their own way in communication will help you to understand the types of thinking that come from these communication dysfunctions. This one revelation will help you to identify and put into practice ways of communicating that work for everyone all the time without exception. In other words, let those who aren't great at communication teach you how to be even greater than you were before you ever met them. Let the lessons you get from them be your next communication success recipe. So let me tell you what I mean by a recipe. So I said that um, this program is designed to teach people how to communicate in ways that's impossible to misunderstand. I don't know anybody that don't get that. That's one of my recipe, communication recipes. I say something that's pretty much impossible to misunderstand. Don't get me wrong. People may not know what it means, but they get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then if they ask me questions, I'll explain it further. But it's not like they didn't understand it. They just don't understand the depth of it, but they understand it. You know, right. um, you know so you want to find different things that you could say that anybody can understand so you can cut the time frame around how long it takes to communicate something and have them thinking the way you want them to think. So you want to start creating communication phrases, communication recipes that make sense. You know what I mean? 
so you know, I'm sure you've got yours. You've got a few. Is that? Yeah, I gotta think about it, and and I gotta think about it. Come up with a phrase. Okay, great. Well, you want to come up with like you know thirty phrases if you can. You know, because a phrase is cute and everything, but you want to have as many, you know, different phrases as you can in terms of, you know, particularly in your job. You want to start looking at how could you say, so So, uh, did you ever see the movie Philadelphia with uh, yeah. Denzel, Denzel, right? Yeah, you remember his phrase in that he used to all the time? I don't remember. Yeah, you. when I say it, you'll be like, oh, yeah. He used to say, okay, talk to me like I'm a four-year-old. Oh, yes, yes, that's the one, right. yes, 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 I, I use it, I use it, talk to yes. me like I'm a four-year-old, because don't use those, yes, I like right. that, talk to me like I'm a four-year-old, yeah. Right, so you want to find statements like that, if you got to get them from movies and TV and books and stuff, you know, um, you know, you want to look at what can you say that when you say it, nobody be able to misunderstand it, so you could brief, so you could, you could manage the conversation, Make sure you're communicating ways that's impossible to misunderstand. Uh, manage their mentality, their mindset around whatever it is that you're doing, talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to actually um, look at how could you shorten your conversations by saying stuff that they can't misunderstand, but you're saying it, you know, short, quicker to the point. And it don't have to be short, quicker to the point. It just needs to be so clear they're not going to be like, what do you mean by that? Talk to me like a four-year-old. Nobody's going to say, what does that mean? I don't know anybody can say what that means. They're going to be like, oh, four-year-olds, you need to talk to them simple. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's as far as they think it's going to go. Uh, you know, if they saw the movie, they're going to laugh, and then they're going to talk to you like you're four years old, or as simple as they know how. You know what I mean? So I hadn't thought about an assignment, but I, I'm going to say, you know, I'll give you an assignment. How about if you come up with like 10 phrases that you Phrase? can use, phrases or statements that you could say and, you know, you could use that is impossible for people to misunderstand. And, you, you know, feel free to plagiarize people. Plagiarize, you know, their, uh, um, their ideas. One of my phrases that I use that's impossible for people to misunderstand is leave people better than you found them. Yeah. Nobody's going to say, what do you mean by that? They may have different meanings about it, but they get it. It's like, you know, take care of people. Leave people great. Mm. You know what I mean? I have another phrase. I got that's plenty. One, that's that's yeah. one that I use. So leave, you know, leave people better than I found them. Yeah. And I also had the one, I listen for the gold. I listen for the gold. Yes. But then when I find a goal, I'm ready. I'm ready to use it. But um, <laughs> but I, I, once I get it, I'm done. But yeah. I'm done. The thing is, once I find what I want, I'm done. I'm, but the thing is, the, the thing for me is, once I get that thing, a nugget, I'm done. Yeah. I'm ready to go. But I need to stay a little longer, man. Two different ways to go. I don't wait on them. I'm like, peace. <laughs> I'll give you a few more of mine. I'll give you a few more of mine. One of them is uh-huh. that feelings are terrific service, the terrible masters. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. That's because feelings are good as long as they're not running you. <laughs> 
And if somebody asks me that one, I'll tell them. It's easy, simple to get. And they'll, they may not remember it, but they'll remember it when I say it or when they hear somebody else say it because it's pretty simple to understand. And it says a lot in a simple statement. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you want to start using, identifying communication recipes. I'm going to create my own list of communication recipes now that we're talking about it here. <laughs> You want to find phrases that are so universally clear that it helps you to communicate in ways that's impossible to misunderstand, make you impossible to misunderstand, at least while you're saying that, having that conversation. And then, um, you know, also enhances the relationships that you're with with that person because you make it simple for them to understand you. They don't walk away feeling frustrated or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, that's just session one. How do you feel about this? It's pretty cool. It's good. No, I want to say that I didn't hear you answer. Say that again. Start from the beginning. Say it again. You just, you just kind of cut me in and out. One of the things that didn't mention, and I don't know if it's part of someplace in the age, um, but one of the things is noticing people have different styles of communication, the auditory, the visual, and the um, kinesthetic people. People listen a certain way, they communicate a certain way. Yeah. Between those three styles. So I was just wondering if that is part of it, because I'm noticing that with how I communicate, Versus juniors communicate and who I get with is the one that communicates like TikTok, you know. Yeah. So no. Um, so I will tell you <laughs> that I don't that I don't go into those. I don't know them well enough okay. for me to be able to teach that. But I do know something else that you ain't gonna get nowhere else. You ready? Inside of this session four is the the fundamental training around session four is mental modeling, mental models. So I'll tell you the fundamental of it and, uh, uh, you know, session one, fine, whatever, right? So mental modeling, I'm going to explain it by there's two sources I got this concept from. The first one was Conversations with God. And in all of his books, he says at some point or another, nobody does anything wrong given their model of the world. So in other words, we all have a model of the world in our head and we operate consistent with it because we're, by doing that, we're taking care of ourselves the best way we can see given how we see the world. Right? Make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. The second thing, uh, part of that is uh, I read this book quite a few times called um, The Fifth Discipline. It's the five disciplines of a learning organization. You've probably heard me talk about that sometime in the past. Actually, I think I got that from uh, the fifth discipline, five, the fifth discipline. And um, the fifth discipline talks about the five aspects of a learning organization, and it's really in the side of the fundamental distinction um, called knowledge transfer. I actually first found out about knowledge transfer 
knowledge transfer when I was working with at Landmark at, um, at uh, Knowledge Transfer Incorporated on 35th Street and 7th Avenue after World Trade Center went down. Mm-hmm. And we was in there for about a year, but I moved to North Carolina pretty much about a month after getting in there. But I read the book because it was a consulting uh, firm. I read the book there. It blew my mind. And ever since then, I've been fascinated by knowledge transfer. So one of the, so there's five disciplines in knowledge transfer in learning organizations. It is uh, systems thinking, understanding systems, how they organically build themselves and run themselves, manage themselves, um, team learning, how to learn as a team, how to have the whole team learn from each other, um, shared vision, how to have everybody be on the same page, um, personal mastery, which is, you know, pretty much like how to be, you know, a ninja so to speak, mindset in whatever it is you're doing. You never stop learning. And then mental modeling, which is to understand how the other people around you think through exercises mm-hmm. and demonstrations. So mental modeling has been the most fascinating thing for me. And um, fascinating. Oh, my God, it's a big part of my coaching even here. Because I'm listening to you as I'm speaking to you. And I'm listening for how do you have the world look in your mind around the things that I'm talking about. And so it's not a kinesthetic, auditory, or visual. It's more like how do you see the world and, 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 and operate inside of what is the world look like to you? So to give you an overall sense of what I mean or, or a specific sense of what I mean, if you were selling a house and you had 10 different couples come in to look at the living room, look at the house, and you say, how would you design this living room? I promise you, you're going to get 10 or more yes. <laughs> different ways they're going to describe how they would fix the house, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's their model of a living room, mental model of a living room. You know, men have different me- models of how dating and sex is supposed to go than women do, right? You know, you got bosses have different mental models of how work's supposed to get than their, their employees that they manage in order to honor. So where you're standing at is what the world looks like to you. And when you're communicating with people, you understand how to start figuring out how the world looks to them. You can communicate to them in ways that's impossible to misunderstand. So I'm not dealing with the auditory stuff because I haven't done NLP yet. (laughs) When I do, maybe I can add that. I don't know. But in the meantime, I do understand mental modeling, and that's session number four. But we got to get to two or three first. We'll get through two and three first. Because okay. uh, I have to teach you how to notice those distinctions, and that's in the session three. Okay. So one is like right now we just got finished blowing the ground out so that we can put the foundation in. The foundation is sessions one and two, really. And then from there on, we can start putting in, like, what to do and, uh, and all that stuff. And by the way, last thing I'll say is that um, – the CPP is my inspiration for this program. Here's CPP. why. Yeah, remember Communication Performance and Power? Remember that? Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you, you took that course, right? I did it all. You, you, you did or you did not? I did it all. Oh, yeah, I know you did. I'm like, yeah, of course you did, right? With the domains and all that stuff, right? So what I noticed about it, this is not a domain program, but what I noticed is that when Landmark took away the communication performance and power, and they put in the CPC. CPC is a powerful program, but the problem is there's no structure in the TMLP anymore. 
And so you learn how to create, but you don't learn how to do stuff. And as a matter of fact, it's kind of a, uh, it's not as, like Landmark doesn't realize that's a blind spot for them is that their leaders get trained in how to do and how to be. But their customers only learn how to be. And so this program is about how to do communication. That's what this program is about, how to do communication. Communication doing this. Because you already know how to communicate, but now how do you do communication effectively? That's what this program is about. The, the doing this, the steps, the how-tos to listen, the how-tos to understand a person's mindset, the how-tos to persuade, the how-tos to learn how to learn how they're communicating or how they need you to communicate. It's all about how to do communication. That's what this is. Mm. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I said in the beginning, this is like the landmark inspired me to create this program because this is, you know, I'm, uh, it inspired me to, to create it because this is about what's missing from their communication courses and as amazing as they are. Like, like, I'm not even saying this is as good as theirs. This is like missing pieces from theirs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's what has me do this, and thank you, because uh, at some point I'm either going to – I'm definitely going to be training people. I don't know if I'm going to have this be a part of my uh, company as a, as, a, as a workshop thing. I don't know if I'm going to turn this into a book. At one point I thought about turning it into a book, but I might not. I might just have it be a secret source for, you know, my, my consultants when I finally get to the point where I got a consulting firm. But, um, but uh, I need to be masterful at being able to communicate that and also to live it. So I've had this – but I haven't talked about it in a really long time, so I'm very grateful for, you know, you allow me to deliver this to you. Great. I like it. Great. I like it. Great, great, great. Yeah, you're going to love every distinction because every discipline. Because you're like, damn, I never thought of it like that. And you'll be able to hear my communication style and effectiveness a little bit better each time because you'll be like, oh, he's doing that. But, you know, interesting is when you're dealing with somebody in communication and they don't um, know about communication. They just know. They just think, "Oh, you're really good at it," but they don't know how come. <laughs> they can't hear it. They just, they just can tell. That's about the best they got, you know. So. Yeah. All right. Anything you want to say uh, before I? Uh, no, it's really been it's really been great. It's really great. And you know, one of the things that I really want to master this year is my communication skills, mm-hmm. um, because now I'm I'm being asked to go out to the political arenas and speak on behalf of the Church of Scientology. Mm. So I'm preparing myself, you know, and I, I have to handle a lot of opinion leaders, a lot of big executive of corporations and stuff like that. Mm. So is improvement of my communication skills and um, expansion of my community center and staff. So be able to manage all that and then train my division head how to be great communicators, you know, because mm. most of the time is people get upset because of communication. So yeah. to be able to be masterful of it and be able to train everyone on being great communicators. Yeah. And be an example of it. So people will say, you know, I like to talk to Oni. You know, yeah. I'm going to go talk to Oni, you know? <laughs> so they're like, you know what? Call Oni. Let me come here. So Really be known for the one, like, when you want to have communication, call Oni. And it mm. starts with me. So 
that's where I'm, I'm about. This is the next thing for me is my communication in all areas, all forms of communication, whether mm-hmm. written or oral or body language communication, right? Be yeah. masterful of those three things. You know? What what three things? I heard body language. What else? Yeah, visual communication, mm. um, which would be body language, um, yeah. or, um, audio when you speak, and yes. written, and written gotcha. communication. Got it. Because so I, I can communicate very aggressive on paper. Mm. And, you know? So, because yeah. I'm impatient when it comes to sitting and writing, so I just say one sentence and it comes up, bah! you know? <laughs> so, yeah. that's the point. You know, whereas if I'm communicating verbally, I'll be able to explain myself, whatever. Yeah. But don't ask me to put that in writing. It's like, yeah. oh, no, you're going to get one paragraph. <laughs> so so you better make that. I got everything in that one paragraph. Mm. You know? So, yeah. you know. All right. Yeah. Very cool. All, All right. right. So uh, we'll, we'll do next week. You let me know when. Um, Let me look at my equipment. Let me see. I think I have most of everything. I think I'm back to my well Mondays I have to go in Mondays I have to check in for my um my health regimen Mondays and Wednesdays. Mm. So let's see here. Monday the seventeenth. Mm. Uh, Twelve o'clock I'll be there. Yeah, no, Monday actually actually this Monday is not gonna work. Uh how about maybe Tuesday the rest of the week works. Tuesday is fine. Let's do Tuesday at twelve. Okay. All right, cool. Okay, great. All right. All right. Oh, no, no, no. I normally go in session. I got to talk to my, I got to talk to my auditor. I normally right. go in session on Tuesday. So I'm going to see if he wants to take me in on, if, if, if Wednesday I'm free. So I let, I get back to you with either Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. All right. Very cool. I'll All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.